0: Foundations,
1: And in spite of all of the chaos, Jacob knew that God was his shepherd. I mean, the, and I had never really thought too much about Jacob's story. He seemed to just go from strength to strength, but he had a hard, hard life.
0: Yeah. Foundations, understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We've been learning about the names that God uses to reveal different facets of his nature, character and attributes. And in this program, we're going to be looking at the name Yahweh Ra'ah.
1: I have got to say, I think, I mean, I love all the names of God (laughs) because they just, they're so expressive of revealing who he is. But I really, really love this particular name, Yahweh or Yehovah Ra'ah. It's beautiful. It only appears four times in the Bible where he is called Yehovah Raah, and the most notable is in Psalms and you're going to know exactly what Raah mm. means as soon as I read this first <laughs> verse, I promise. Psalm 23, verse 1, it's, it's a Psalm of David, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Mm. So this name, name means? Shepherd. Hey, it is, yeah. And I love this. It's a little bit foreign to us in our country because shepherding is not something that's really part of our culture. Mm. Yes, we have a lot of sheep, but shepherding is very different (laughs) to sheep farming in Mm. in our culture as compared to the Middle East. And what's actually, that line that I just read, what's really beautiful about that line is that just reading that one line alone tells you exactly, in a nutshell, the role of a shepherd. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Mm. That tells you straight away what kind of a sh- of a role or what kind of a function the shepherd has it's beautiful the word raa it means shepherd in his, in hebrew and a shepherd is responsible for the care the comfort the health of his sheep everything that the sheep needs the shepherd is responsible for now there's also an extended um, translation of the word raa which is reah And it means a friend or a companion. And what these words infer is intimacy. And if you read through the Bible, there's so many places in the scripture where God is calling for an intimate, close, personal relationship with his people. There are so many of them. His desire is his longing is to be close to his people. Mm. There's lots of those places.
0: Jeremiah 31 is one of those in verse 20 where it says, Is Ephraim my dear son? Is he a delightful child? Indeed, as often as I've spoken against him, I certainly still remember him. Therefore my heart yearns for him. I'll surely have mercy on him, declares the Lord.
1: Could you imagine God yearning for Mm. a relationship with his children? Have you ever yearned for anything so desperately that it was just the cry of your heart? I like this one, Hosea 2.19. It says, I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I'll betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice, in loving kindness and in compassion. I mean, to betroth is to be engaged to somebody. Mm. You you get engaged, it's because you've committed your whole life in marriage to that person for forever.
0: Mm. That's beautiful.
1: That's really intimate language.
0: Another one is found in Zephaniah 3 in verse 17. It says, The Lord your God is in your midst a mighty one who will save he'll rejoice over you with gladness he'll quiet you by his love he'll exult over you with loud singing
1: isn't that beautiful mm. i can remember once we were in when we were in israel we had a sabbath meal with a, a young orthodox jewish couple and what the husband always does in the sabbath meal is he prays a blessing over his children but he blesses his wife he prays for her and this young man sang Proverbs 31, oh, wow. to his wife in front of us all. I mean, when was the last time you sang over Morgana, <laughs> I've got to say. <laughs> I mean, but that's beautiful. Yeah. What a picture. And yet God is saying he loves us so much that he's going to quiet us by his love and mm. sing over us. I mean, yeah. it's so beautiful. This this beautiful picture of intimate relationship that God wants to have with his people. Now, I th- wanted to just mention Jacob. Because Yahweh or Raah, God is our shepherd, he blessed Jacob. But you've got to know something about Jacob. Jacob was a deceiver and he was a bit of a mum's boy and he tricked his father. He stole the birthright from his brother and then he had to flee because his life was in danger. Mm. And he was then therefore essentially alone. He goes all the way to his mother's relatives, to his uncle Laban, and there he gets a bit of a taste of his own medicine. And Initially, he's warmly welcomed, and he falls in love with Rachel, but then he gets deceived, mm. and he gets stuck with the, a wife that he didn't love and didn't want. He finally gets the wife that he does want, and he's got all this rivalry between his wives. And then there's this rivalry about who's going to have the most children. Rachel can't have any, and she blames Jacob for it. Yeah. And then they bring their concubines into it so that he had lots of children. Mm. But then even as his children grew up, they grew up to have all of this rivalry. That Some of those boys did some terrible, terrible things, probably because they'd seen all the rivalry and fighting between their mothers. Mm. And then Jacob actually has to sneak off away from his uncle Laban because God blessed him and he ended up all the wealth that was Laban's becomes Jacob's. And he has to sneak away in the middle of the night because he's obviously very fearful about what's going to happen to him. Jacob's life wasn't very happy. Mm. His boys caused him lots of trouble. He gets into the land where he was supposed to be. And on his way there, he's terrified his brother's going to come and kill him and his family. And then his sons do terrible things within the land and cause him no end of heartbreak. Then... They, 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 they are so jealous of his favourite son that they send him into slavery and tell Jacob that he was torn apart by wild beast. So he loses his youngest son. Then they experience famine. Then two of his sons end up being taken slave or prisoner of the pharaoh of Egypt. Mm. Then they move to Egypt. He, miracle of miracle, he gets his favourite son back and then he dies. Mm. Jacob didn't have a particularly contented or fulfilling life. It was hard for Jacob. Yeah. But Jacob was a shepherd. He himself was a shepherd. And this is what Jacob said about God in Genesis 48, verse 15. He said, he blessed Joseph and he said, that's Jacob, the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day. If anybody understood what a shepherd was responsible for, Jacob did. Yeah. And in spite of all of the chaos, Jacob knew that God was his shepherd. I mean, the, and I had never really thought too much about Jacob's story. He seemed to just go from strength to strength, but he had a hard, hard life, yeah. really a life of struggle. And I love this. The characteristics of the the this particular name is God as shepherd, Yahweh Ra'ah, is, is intense.
0: And, of course, it reminds me of the name we looked at a little while back, Adonai. You've got God is our owner or our master, yeah. but it's actually... The shepherd, obviously he owns the sheep, but yeah. he is meeting all their needs. So it's like this, I guess, the double-edged sword there,
1: isn't it? Yeah, it's actually uh, quite amazing. The the um, It's almost this overlap of the shepherd and the owner. We think of a, a slave owner as being bad, and we've talked about that before. But when God is the owner, it ain't bad. It's fantastic. Mm. But this is kind of like, you're right, it's almost like embellishing on the ownership that God has of his sheep. We are the sheep of his pasture. But it's this added dimension. He doesn't just own us. He doesn't just command us. He doesn't just control us. He loves us intensely. He wants this close, intimate relationship with us. I've always loved the fact that God throughout Scripture uses agriculture as a means of showing or proving his relationship with us so that we can understand it. Now, the role of the shepherd's a little bit harder for us to understand because the role of the shepherd in the Middle East was very much that where the shepherd goes, the sheep go with him. And mm. they're they're together all the time, except at night when they're in a pen and the shepherd makes sure that they're all safe. Here in Australia, the, the paddock looks after <laughs> yeah. the sheep and the farmer doesn't hang out with the sheep all day. So we kind of have to get our head around it a mm. little bit. But what I will say is that if you were to go and do a study on the word shepherd or look it up in the Bible, you will be astounded at just how important the role of a shepherd is and the fact that God calls himself the good shepherd goes a long way to explaining just how remarkable this relationship is that he wants to have with us. It's
0: a beautiful picture. And uh, as always, there's more in the notes that uh, you can read by going online to vision.org.au slash foundations. But we're going to continue to look at uh, yet another one of the names of God in our next program, and that is Yahweh Sidkini.